So welcome to episode two of the uh, Stadium Monday Night Chat. I'm your host, Clive Illenden. If you didn't know that, it does say it above the marquee there in YouTube. And I'm going to be your guide as we cruise down all things Stadia this week and unpick the news, the views and the highlights of the week in Stadia. If you're new to the channel, I'm looking none of you new to the channel. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, then well, you know what to do. Hit that subscription button. Don't know if it's over there or over there. Um, so you know when I publish my uh, various YouTube videos. I'm here live every Monday night, as many of you already know. 11 p.m. GMT, 6 p.m. EST here on YouTube. And now available as a podcast version for you to listen to at your leisure on your favourite podcast channel. So... Right, let us just, this is, uh, let's have a look. This is what we are, there we go. This is what we're going to be talking about today. Just get my show notes up there. So we're going to be talking about all the new games uh, that some have, that have delivered and the announcement and are delivering in March and other announcements. Some developers, uh, a number of developers have been talking about Stadia. Um, tech. Uh, we're going to be talking about new tech, talk and speculation. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about what's coming down. And a walk down Reddit lane. Yes, it's a new feature. A new feature I like to call a walk down Reddit lane. Um, I'll come to that uh, anyway. But what happens is occasionally I'll read something in Reddit and I'll get quite annoyed. And I'll type out a long diatribe of how wrong that person is and then I thought I can't be bothered to get into an argument so I delete it all and I don't post it because I'm a big chicken and I thought what I'll do is I will comment here in a more general way uh, and that way I can vent and get it off my chest anyway those are the main things so as we head into March wow the rush of game announcements the release dates are coming thick and fast as I said just, uh, I hasten to add, as some people had predicted in previous videos and in Reddit comments. Hmm, I wonder who that was. All this doom and gloom that was around January and February about there being barren months. Well, January and February are barren months. You have your Christmas holidays, then you come back in January and February and you're hard at work planning what you're going to be releasing from about March, April for the next financial year, effectively. Get some stuff out for the end of the financial year in March. And then really, it's from March, April onwards, when all the actual big announcements and uh, things start delivering and rolling out. And that's and, and we're seeing that uh, come to um, fruition right now with all these uh, games. So, uh, and as I said earlier, I think we're gonna see this is a pattern going forward. Um, so, as I say, and I've even noticed, or well, I had noticed uh, up to about this morning, a slight drop in those you know, stages of dumpster fire type videos that you see with their sort of clickbaity uh, links. So I did see one today uh, from Yongyi, of course, uh, talking about the Business Insider article that there, uh, seems to be doing the rounds about Stadia not incentivizing uh, indie developers, which doesn't seem to be backed up by the facts. Uh, Facts being that already we've seen some indie developers doing timed exclusives for Stadia. So, you know, maybe not those developers. 
anyway, as I say, we're going to talk about the new games, developers, tech, walk down Reddit late, and we'll have a Q&A at the end as well. So new games this week, Spitlings. Who's got Spitlings? Everybody in the class, put your hands up. Uh, who's got Spitlings this week? Um, I certainly did. And, uh, oh my God, that game is going to waste your life away. Um, it is hard. Um, as it, as you go through, I'm on about level six, six point two. I'm doing the the story mode. I've got no friends to play with. I'm doing the story mode on it, and on that, I foolishly, when I started playing it, I didn't quite get the idea of it. It, it seems a bit counterintuitive to me when you go to the left of the screen instead of the right of the screen, and going down as well from floor thirteen down as well. So like. I got a bit confused and so for the first half hour all right resurrected there for the first half hour I kept doing the the timed versions and thinking this is really hard how can I do this first level in in five in seven I think it's seven seconds there's a middle one and you have to do in seven seconds and I was thinking this game's too hard this game's too hard and then I saw somebody on YouTube video um playing it and I realized actually you just you, you don't have that's the b-side that's the difficult b-side version of the level and you could just carry on walking and go down a level and it's a lot easier etc etc so that's uh that's I'm being a bit of an idiot there but I've been enjoying spitlins have uh, any of you been enjoying spitlins let me know in the chat if you have um I think it's a pretty a pretty crazy game um great game just to pick up and play kill well I say kill a few minutes you get sucked in you know, they say the definition of insanity is is doing the same thing and expecting the same result. Well, that is like basically playing a Spitlins level for me. Um, insanity. Um, other announcements as well. I'll come to some of the, the pro games, but the other announcements, Lost Worlds Beyond the Page, a timed exclusive. So that's from Modus Games. Uh, that, that looks nice. I like those sort of um, style games. Um, Ironically enough, I noticed that for Lost Worlds Beyond the Page, there at E3 last year, there was a big PlayStation 4 trailer. But now, of course, we know that this is a timed exclusive for uh, Stadia. So I'm afraid those on PlayStation 4 and Xbox are going to have to wait another 12 months. Sad face. Um, so, and, and that was even as late as January. There was speculation that it would be released in 2020 across all consoles so um stadia did that deal quite quite late down the down the lane so it means that actively what that means is they're actively now doing deals all the time because um the press releases for lost worlds were t still talking about it being released on all consoles in 2020 so uh, the fact that it's a stadia exclusive for 12 months uh, is is interesting um, and flies into the face of that article that I talked about. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. It was on, um, well, I saw the one I looked back at the E3 2019. I discovered a trailer for it. So, yeah, I think it's been nipped from beneath their nose, as it were, for in terms of exclusivity. Right. So, anyway, and in addition to that, Modus are bringing, although not exclusively, or for timed exclusive, Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break, and Chris Tales, which is another RPG game, apparently. Um, and those games will be appearing on other platforms. I'll leave articles um, 
I'll leave a link to the article from VentureBeat that talks about these games. Then, of course, we've got uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Oh, my God. I'm, I love that game. I'm playing it um, as a pro game. And what a great pro game to, to get. It's good to have this variety, especially when this month in pro games you've got Grid, uh, which I bought. I don't mind. 20, I bought it in the sale anyway, 20 quid. Um, so a big AAA racing game. And then a beautiful platformer, um, SteamWorld Dig. I've never played it before. To be honest, I'd never heard of it before. Um, so obviously I'm not a hardcore gamer. Um, I'd never heard of it before. But it's just a great game to... A casual game to sort of while away the, the, the time. And um, so I'm looking forward to playing um, the first one, uh, which is releasing... Uh, so we've got SteamWorld Dig 2 now, obviously, and SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamech, which I'll, of course, uh, release now. And uh, he scrolls down. And then the other ones, so they were released on the 1st of March. And we've got SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist on the 10th of March. Um, Resurrector says, yes, Mafia 3. Uh, I've heard those rumors uh, in Dig It. Um, Stadium Mania says, you're lucky enough to have completed SteamWorld Dig 2. On on Stadia or um, on the Switch version or uh, previous version that I believe existed. Um, but it's a great game. I just, I, I've always liked platformers. I've always liked platformers. And this is a really good example of a well-crafted, well-thought-out, structured uh, platformer. On the Switch, I thought so, yeah. How does it compare? Uh, I'll be interesting uh, between the two. Anyway, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist on the 10th of March. And tomorrow, tomorrow, Serious Sam Collection. So another FPS, sort of fast arcade shoot 'em up um, And there's an interesting interview with the Croatian development team. Um, and they describe it here. The game offers endless unfiltered fun so that's the main attraction. Blowing up enemies never gets old. And from my experience, it's a perfect way to relax after a hard day at work. It allows you to let off steam, whether you play alone or with few friends. And it's got a co-op mode as well, which is kind of cool, I think. A co-op mode is pretty impressive. Um, you don't get that on shoot 'em up so much now. Um, I was thinking my Star Wars Battlefront, the first one, had a split-screen one. But it's not as common as it used to be, certainly. So uh, that's quite cool. And there's a fun narrative within our story and a lot of potential for players to uncover and explore the world. Uh, it looks fun. It does look fun. But I have my reservations because I think the collection for um, the Serious Sam collection um, was originally released on the Xbox 360. And some of the clips I've seen... Uh, the trailer for it on YouTube, the graphics look, oh, even though they're meant to be enhanced, the graphics do look a bit sort of 360 stroke Fortnite-y. Um, just to sort of go on, the developers say here, the collection features four of the best serious Sam games and has been updated with enhanced visuals and lush landscapes, improved textures and character models in high definition. With an arsenal of chainsaws, of course, flamethrowers, rocket launchers, sniper rifles, and more. This is some 
serious first-person shooting action. So I am interested, because I say, some of the, the trailer I saw, the graphics looked a bit shlunky, to be honest. It looked a lot of fun. That's not taking away from the arcade aspect of it. But um, I'm interested in what the graphic fidelity will look like. It's always not quite the same when people take an old game and just upgrade the graphics it's it's never quite as good as if the game had been developed specifically at that graphical level and of course the big question is how is it going to stack up uh, stack up against the real big game of march march the 20th of course doom eternal which looks like a full-on 4k 60 frames per second visual fest um i don't know if you see what the pax east was it pax east or whatever it is pax um the developers were there showing off the battle mode um and that looks really brilliant the idea you have a slayer and then the four other sort of guys are trying to beat it the slayer sort of super powered um and so that's sort of that looked really cool but graphically it just looks amazing it plays super fast by the looks of things and you know, they announced this way back in the sort of Stadia Connect or when Stadia was first announced back in March or whatever, the developers came on. So they've been developing. This is almost like a game that's been probably had one of the longest developments for Stadia that we've seen. So whereas all the other games up to now have been sort of almost straight ports, maybe apart from Gil, this game was always, they've developed it in parallel to with um, the way the stadium has been developed because it was announced, you know, 12 months ago. So they've had time to spend time working with the stadia tech and stuff. So, and as we've mentioned before, I think the idea, you know, was that this doom would come out, doom eternal would come out in December and be the big marquee game for, um, for stadia at the time. So anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad that they worked on it and they polished it. So that's the that's the cool thing. Um, and Division Two, I read only this evening. Um, they're, they're streaming tech, yeah. What what is that Orion streaming tech? Is this the the developers? I'll explain a bit more about. That. I have to look that up. But Division Two, as well. I just noticed. Um, on the Ubisoft site, they've said uh, it is planned for release in March. So that's more than a game a week. So we've got we've got uh, the games that release on the first of March. We've got a Serious Sam Collection releasing uh, tomorrow on the third. We've got a game; those two games on the tenth. We've got Doom Eternal on the twentieth. And sometime this March, um, oh, that's good to know, um, Bethesda's own in-house streaming tech. Okay. I say, and also sometime this March, Division 2. So we've got a steady supply of games uh, coming um, this March. Uh, let me know which games in March, you know, which what games you've got, which games you've played. Have you enjoyed playing Steam, uh, Steam Dig? Uh, I am loving it. I haven't started on the the other game yet, the other Steam uh, game, but um, I'm in loving. Uh, I'm loving that Steam Dig too. Looking forward to Steam Dig uh, One 
I do love a platformer and as I said earlier it is a great example of a platformer um, all right project storm welcome 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 to the church of stadia hope it's all going well hope you're having a good week right developers okay let's talk about um Oh yeah, I'll talk about, so, so uh, Tresorector mentioned Mafia 3. So yes, so uh, on the Reddit, somebody pointed out that the sort of certification for Mafia 3 has been applied for with a view to being available and released on Stadia. So could be Mafia 3 uh, coming for those people that like uh, Mafia games. I think I vaguely remember the first one from a long, long time ago. Um, but as I say, we just—I think we're going to get regular announcements. You've got six games. I worked out six games this just coming in within the next month. So um, yeah, it's looking looking good. But what I want to move on to now—we talk about games and put your games that you've been playing this week in the in the chat. We'll comment on that and games you're looking forward to, particularly this month. Um, obviously, Doom Eternal, but other ones. Um, so let's talk about some of the developers, what they've been talking. I've noticed that they're obviously uh, packs and as developers are doing timed exclusives, uh, we saw the Baldur's Gate uh, demo, uh, which is obviously coming to Stadium looks uh, amazing. I'm not a Dungeon and, you know, Dragon, Dungeon and Dragons fan, but it looks it looks pretty impressive. I might end up being super nerdy and, and enjoying it because it's one of those games that you probably think, and that's the beauty of Stadia. And especially being a Stadia Pro member, you end up... I download all the games that are free. Why, why wouldn't I? Even if I don't particularly like them. And I'll give them a go. And through that, you suddenly discover... Uh, and even to a certain degree, the sales, sometimes they're at price point at such a level, you just think, yeah, it's enough to pique my curiosity. Um, so I like that fact that you can try things you might not sort of tried before. Um, and it gives you a good variety. So... Right. Okay. So, talking about developers, talking about Stadia. So, I think there's a real parallel between the way people who have Stadia talk and the way develop developers who are developing games specifically for Stadia talk. Those, so us guys here in the chat, I like to think, we have uh, Stadia, we love Stadia, we think it works well, it's great fun, We've experienced it and we sort of evangelize about to other people because, you know, we say, honestly, you've got to try it. It's great. It's marvelous. And then there's developers who are developing games specifically for Stadia. And they're saying the same thing in terms of from a developer's point of view. They're saying this tech's brilliant. It's great. It's freeing us up. It's allowing us to do things we never sort of, you know, thought we could do or things that normally would restrict us. And we sort of feel uh more free to to sort of develop ideas um and you know i'm i'm sort of i'm more likely to sort of listen to gaming you know developers and industry sort of experts about stadia who've either tried stadia or developing for stadia um i'd rather take their word for how good stadia is than sort of casual youtube gamer channels who haven't even tried it so um, that's interesting. But the case in point, case in point, I want to talk about is Baldur's Gate 3. 
um, and the various stadia features. So in that, the uh, the developer there was talking about actually developing the game for stadia and using the the tech the stadia tech and embracing some of the unique um, stadia features and there's a great article and i'll leave it um i'll leave it in a link down below for you but basically uh, if i just find the thing let me just say here uh, here it is. So uh, I'm just going to open up my article here. And uh, in it, La uh, Larian, the developers of uh, Baldur's Gate 3, or Larian himself, of course, um, he talks about here. He says, I think Google, so he's the CEO of uh, Larian. Um, he says, I think Google are committed to it and we're going to see some very cool things from come from them, he continues. They just need time. When Microsoft just launched the Xbox, there wasn't necessarily over roses either. So he's saying it wasn't as rosy as well. It's very complicated to launch a new platform and I'll come to that as well, something that Jade Redmond said. But one of the things he said um, about not having to restrict themselves graphically um, when developing the ideas um, because the tech can handle it. So normally they have to sort of be really efficient with, uh, you know, making sure they're optimizing the graphics and stuff so that it can work and deliver. But with Stadia, they sort of said they don't have to worry about that. So they can just let the artists go off, develop what they want without having to constantly thinking about um, optimization. He says here, some of the Stadia features that we're supporting are going to be specifically built around involving the community in the decision making. So using maybe Stadia Crowdplay, um, those aspects of it, or letting them affect the dice, for instance. Now, it may sound like some sort of technical wizardry, letting someone watching a live stream hundreds of thousands of miles away change the outcome of your decision. But Stadia has been planning for developers to implement, like, implement ideas like this since day one. We want to give people the chance to just introduce chaos and go into conflict with each other. So he's talking there about um, crowd choice. So we've got crowd play, we've got crowd choice. So it's it's interesting to see basically, what I'm trying to sort of get the point is, is that uh, developers who have got their hands on the tech and developing specifically for Stadia are, are sort of excited about the things that they can do with it. Um, that they can't necessarily do on other platforms. And I think that's really kind of exciting. Um, and a developer, the Croatian developers of Sirius Sam were saying, playing on Stadia is unlike anything that's been experienced before because you don't need to worry about your computer staying up to date or having a machine that's powerful enough to play. You need your controller, a screen, a good connection. It's simple. That's why I like it. And that's from the uh, developers of Sirius Sam. So, um, as I say, it's good to see developers who have had a chance to work on it, talk about some of the features that are coming. So there was one other title that they mentioned. Oh, yeah, Get Packed. So Get Packed, the developers of Get Packed did a interview and they talked about Crowdplay in that, whether they were meant to have talked about it, because we think Get Packed is coming out soon. So if Crowdplay is a function in it, yeah.
Division Two crossplay. I've seen that as well uh, uh, th- uh, in a screenshot. I think on Reddit. So in Division Two, there is a screenshot of the options, and in it, it specifically says crossplay stages. So this could be Division Two if it's released this month, will be the first game in which we potentially have crossplay. So we've got cross save with Destiny Two, thank goodness, but crossplay. So that would be. Uh, That'll be interesting, and you know there won't be any of those issues about hanging around. Where where is everybody, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think that's going to be pretty pretty exciting, to be honest. So just talking about sorry, uh, Larian Studios again. One of the developers there, he's saying. I guess it's more to the, it's more about the processing power behind the platform than just the processing power for graphical output at 4K. 60 hertz per second and he says the cool thing about stadia so this is Walgrave at larian studios developers of boulders gate 3 the cool thing about stadia is that for a very long time during development we did not have to take care of optimization so much so normally during development what you do is write big pieces of tech and then you start optimizing them and obviously as any good programmer should you should optimize constantly and blah 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 that's his quotes, not me. Uh, but in the reality of development, you sometimes really want to just pump out whatever so the designers want, for instance, and they can just start working. Stadia, having all this processing beha- power behind it, makes you go, yeah, it's all here, let's do it. So I think that's sort of the, that's it, you know, you can just pump up wherever you want. So in that regard, it was a big advantage. And now we can start focusing on optimization. So basically, it allowed them just to free reign to create the game, not worry about optimization, just put everything in there, get it working, and then do the optimization rather than optimizing as you go. And it just freed them up. That's what he's saying. So I think this is, you know, really exciting for um, that the developers are so enthusiastic about it. And as I say, it's I, I see a parallel with the gamers that have actually got Stadia and tried Stadia, I think you think, wow, there's some sort of magical wizardry going on here. This game is being streamed to me, like, you know, and, and it just plays so smoothly. It's, it's pretty impressive. There's no sense of lag or latency when I'm playing, you know, Destiny 2 or anything like that. It is pretty impressive. And those of us that have it, of course, and all of you, no doubt, know that and uh, I think it's interesting that developers also have that same sort of wow attitude when they get their hands on the tech so talking of the tech tech new tech talk and speculation it's been about a lot of speculation about uh, so obviously we've had a lot of games announced and that for March and that's really cool very exciting of course but um, 9 to 5 Google uh, did a another unpacking of the APK of the latest um, Stadia app and basically they've unpacked the programming but that's the APK they've unpacked the programming behind it and discovered lots of uh, lots of clues in the code about what is to come um, or what the app is sort of being readied for already so that's quite interesting and Let's just have a look here. 
So one of the things they're speculating about here is Stadia, play, uh, Stadia Base plus Pro Free Trial option. So they found some code with a text string that basically said um, the, the programming, the text or the, the programming code basically said text on a button allows you that allows the user to skip code redemption and continue on to the account creation flow. And then another one that says continue with the code. So that suggests that they're going to give people release Stadia base and give them, say, one month free trial, maybe even three months trial, which I think would be awesome. Um, because when people come on, they're going to have. Well, there must be more than 30 games on there now. They're going to have 30 games, if not more, when uh, Stadia base is launched and a free trial. Yeah, so you mean it, it's it, the thing about Tomb Raider as well, especially if you progress through the Tomb Raiders, it looks amazing. Um, it, it, Tomb Raider looks fabulous on um, on Stadia. I mean, some people complain that it's in, you know, it runs about 30, 30 frames per second, but I think it looks it looks great. I hope you're not. Oh, it looks like it might be getting buffering. I apologize for that. Anyway, back with the tech stuff. Um, what else have we got here in in the unpacking of the AP, APK? Um, the suggestion there may be a base player limit. Uh, so obviously, if they made it available to free, and then you have like a million, you know, two million people jumping on all at once. I know Google has a massive infrastructure, but could it handle that? So there may be a certain sense of control, or they may release it um, in different countries or a staggered a staggered rate. And there's some code in there, which I think gives people options to sort of swap around uh, to the nearest server. So if their main server is not available, it goes to another cloud data center and stuff. So that's interesting. They're expecting, I think, a lot of... Um, a lot of people on board um, because there's say the code the text in the APK basically says sorry Stadia is full in your area which suggests that they're going to develop a way of diverting people to different data centers to um, at any one time to accommodate as many people as they can because when it goes free it's going to be big um, the other one is they talk about a pro pass so I think that's an adaptation of the pro subscription. It's just if you, you know, you don't have to buy the, the bundle, you could just maybe just buy a pro pass. Um, obviously, you know, give people the option if they've got the base and they want to upgrade. They might not, you know, they might not want to buy all the gear at, the, at, one, uh, at one time. So there's lots of interesting uh, tech. The other one is YouTube streaming. There was some text in the APK. This is what this is the only thing I, I was slightly disappointed about on launch is that the YouTube streaming that they talked about wasn't available. But it seems so they not talked about that at GDC in 2019. It seems that the in the APK, the programming, there's text strings specifically talking about a label for the button that starts live streaming the game session, one that says start live stream. A title for the menu that contains options for live streaming, 
live stream options. So all these are text strings within the code, one that says you're live streaming. So the fact that they put that in the latest version of the Stadia app suggests that this is going to be, it's pending. Um, and also family sharing, there's this, uh, again, text in the code relating to family sharing as well. And uh, the other thing, capturing uh, captures, screen captures and downloading video and then being able to sort of share it. Um, that's the other thing as well, which is a pain in the butt at the moment, of course, trying to get access to your, your pictures and stuff. And I don't know why, it, as I said before in my previous podcast, I don't know why it's not available now. Just a simple, you know, simple press a button and share your content. The code is in there now, so that will be pending. You know, I was playing Spitlings and I did a ridiculous level, did it quite fast, and I instantly hit my, did it in like less than 30 seconds. I hit the the uh, capture button to record the previous 30 seconds, and I just wanted to, like, boom, send that to Instagram or something because it was it's colourful, it's bright, and it's a sort of, you know, Social media is the sort of thing that will get people to stadium. and you go, wow, look at this crazy game. I just did this ridiculous, redonkulous level, you know. Um, anyway, it's coming, apparently. It's in the code. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder with the live streaming whether you can somehow... So, for instance, I stream on Mixer, uh, Xbox. I'm allowed to say that. It's my stream. <laughs> I, when I stream Xbox on Mixer, I go through something called Lightstream. So instead of using OBS, I use Lightstream, which is a, a web-based app. And so the the visuals go through that, the camera goes through that, and then it goes to it goes to Mixer, and then I have all the overlays and the pictures and everything. And it works really well. It's really cool. If I can, and you can do that on Twitch as well and use this. So you don't need OBS on your computer or a powerful computer or anything to do that. You can basically stream from the built baked-in app on xbox to either twitch or mixer and then using lightstream i think it's called lightstream using that web-based software uh you can utilize all the notifications and pop-ups and all of that and your screen and audio and it's really cool so if you can uh that hopefully there'll be a facility to be able to do that or at least they give you the option to to use camera uh, for your live stream um, yeah I think they need to make us I think they need to do something I think initially it will be press a button and you're streaming live uh, and then you're using the mic from your your headset or whatever but yeah I think if they have a little kit or a little sort of pack that you can use and options uh, you know put a little you know have it baked in like it is baked into the uh, Xbox for mixer or even Stadia on Xbox for Stadia, the built-in app. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't have a powerful enough computer to stream. Um, am I still on that shot? There we go. I don't have a powerful enough uh, computer to stream um, the Stadia games or the internet, really, but to, to do both. Um, so to be able to do that from YouTube, and of course the other thing is the stream quality you know, it's going to be streaming to your YouTube channel in 4K. It's going to look fantastic. And it's not going to be dependent on your 
internet connection other than being able to play the game or your OBS software or the strength of your laptop or computer or whatever it is, you're going to get the best quality stream available for YouTube. And that is it's going to be awesome. Um, and it's what YouTube wants, so and they're owned by Google, so it's going to be pretty, um, pretty massive. Right, so that is the various tech exciting things. Um, and I'll mention also Crowdplay as well, so um, the developers of Get Packed, exactly. Streaming gets democratized. Um, the developers of Get Pack talked about crowd play um, in the game. So the assumption is that's going to be, um, presumably, that will be available as soon as they launch. And the anticipation is they're going to be launching Get Pack very soon. Um, they were the developers doing that uh, competition to win um, a Stadia Pack. And you don't do a competition to win Stadia Pack that far out from your actual release because it'd be a waste of mark as a PR and marketing exercise a bit of a waste you want to do it close to your launch so to get as much publicity as possible so the fact that they're running this competition to win like a premier edition of Stadia suggests that it is coming very very soon um, have we got room in March for another game of course we have and of course um, as mentioned um, there was that screenshot from Division 2 which specifically mentioned cross-play um, for Stadia. So I'm pretty certain that that's going to be a thing, and I think that is awesome as well. Um, anyway, so that is, um, that's the tech news, really. There's lots of exciting tech. I mean, when do we expect some of these to be rolled out? They did make specifically a big announcement at um, that they won't be making a big announcement at GDC. So they've said there won't be any big announcements at GDC, but, you know, define big. Um, these are specific upgrades. Uh, they might not consider them that big, the fact that developers are already working on them and have got them planned. So they might just say, that I think there's some interviews with the developers of Get Packed at GDC, and they might go, and this is, you know, and they're at GDC to help promote their game as well. So they might just be going, and this game's available next week with Crowdplay in it. So I think we will get some announcements at GDC that, you know, that I don't think they consider some of the, that I think they consider these as minor upgrades rather than big announcements. So um, we could see some of these rolled out within the next four weeks. I'm, 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 Fairly certain. And we know that Division 2 is coming, so we know there's cross-play. I'm not really sure that's a, a sort of technological advance, but it is a feature that we have not, that exists, that we've not seen itself. Um, yeah, Resurrector, absolutely. Well, I think Stadia, I, I think Google, I mean, they've mentioned, they've talked about the power of YouTube. And in a way, Stadia is a feeder for YouTube. That's that's how they almost how they see it. They've seen what they can do in terms of optimizing video and stuff for YouTube, and now they're creating the perfect vehicle for content 
great gaming content. They know gaming content is consumed massively. Twitch has demonstrated that. And one way of, you know, Mixer is a great streaming channel, but it's way, way short in terms of numbers um, compared to Twitch. But the advantages of YouTube is they just need an easy way for people to stream games without requiring lots of tech. And Stadia does that. Bearing in mind that, you know, Stadia will be free. And if it's just a case of clicking a button, everybody could be a streamer. As you said, democratization of streaming as a rector. So this is a joint. Google are thinking holistically here. They're not just thinking about Stadia over here and they're talking about YouTube. They're talking about both. They see it as feeding off each other. So, you know, I think that's the cool, exciting thing. And um, I can't wait. And there's interesting, actually, <coughs> about who, which is my next section here. Well, no, actually, what I want to talk about here is who, uh, and I'm just going to check my phone here, who Google Stadia is specifically aimed at and what their expectations are. Bear with me as I go to my library here. And there was an interview with the, oh, the Google, yes, yeah, Stadia staff. So it was like working at, Life at Google, it was called. Life at Google. Here we go. And... This is Jade Redmond. Looked like most launches. Um, you know, I think people are used to seeing a new game platform come out with, you know, the question we get a lot being Stadia Games and Entertainment trying, you know, to create that new exclusive content launches with that exclusive content. And this is a very different product and a very different roadmap. Um, you know, it started with laying cables across the ocean and, you know, connecting new data centers like to make this tech work. Uh, custom silicon needed to be made to, you know, have uh, video streams encrypted and decrypted more quickly. I mean, a lot of stuff has gone on in the background. Um, and this so just, just I want to just pause on that bit there. So that's Jade Redmond, of course, head of development of the Stadia Studios, formerly of Ubisoft and creator, uh, worked on Assassin's Creed and stuff. And um, what she's talking about there, so these people that go, oh, Stadia, they'll just drop it if they don't like it. She's talking there about the infrastructure that Google have already put in. So they're not just relying on the tech that they've already got. This is hardcore tech. This is not, you know, they've laid extra cables. This is massive global infrastructure in order for Stadia to deliver Stadia. This is a massive 10-year-plus plan. So... When you read or you see anybody go, yeah, but Google just drops stuff like that, usually it's just software, yeah, or maybe a product. This is much more. This is about infrastructure. So she's talking about there about them laying cables and then making custom-designed silicon to, so that the video encoding is effective. 
So this is a company that's invested a ton of money on top of the money they've already invested in infrastructure, in further infrastructure. So just to get to this point, and and anybody who who you know uses Stadia can testify that you know when it works, it works. You know, if you have a reasonable internet and everything's sort of you know correct and right, not a not a high level, a better, not a high bar in order to achieve that in your house it, or wherever you are. It's magical. It, it kind of works really, really well. Um, and it's taken them a lot of infrastructure and development work to, you know, of actual physical hardware to get to that stage, designing technology specifically to deliver that kind of fidelity. But then, interestingly enough, so she talks about how it's not like a normal console launch. And Google don't operate that way. And I think that's a lot of the problem that people have had. The issues with Google is they expected it to be like okay like the original xbox and and there's and where's your halo and have all these things ready and it's just not how google kind of operate and if anything i think that was the initial problem they didn't manage they had their own expectations they just didn't manage the expectations of gamers but the lovely jade goes on this is part of a really long-term plan you know where long-term plan and we're iterating daily we every you know we're still announcing new updates constantly. We just got onto a bunch of new phones, and that's going to continue now that we're a live service, and that's a great place to be. Five years from now, I believe we will have those, you know, uh, you know, the breath of the wild, if you will, for Stadia, or you know, that those big games that really prove out all the promises that we um, had at GDC and the vision that we talked about last year. Um, so there, she's talking about that massive game. It takes, you know, two to three years to develop a game. Um, so it's going to be a couple of years before. We, we'll see games that utilize some of these features that we've seen or we know that are coming here and there to uh, a greater or lesser degree. But the game she's talking to, the specific Stadia uh, studio developed game, the Breath of the Wild, as she calls it, version, that will feature all you know really utilize the things that google stadia can do that other consoles can't you know i think it's much more sophisticated than just having a you know a 500 player battle royale although that would be kind of awesome um to to do stuff you know sort of a, a real-time interactive you know weather changing affecting the game kind of massive uh, game with the crowd play elements, the streaming, all of that. We won't see the sort of the perfect example of that until two to three years. So yeah, as I say, Google have spent time investing heavily in the infrastructure and the hardware to get to now, and they will continue to develop that, whilst also now building on amazing uh, games. And, you know, Jade is, um, you know, has experience of doing great, great games and uh, she looks like she's putting a big team so this ridiculous notion that google drop things yeah they might try um a few software things and then drop them but that's easy this is different this is a massive company sort of strategic 10-year strategic plan combined with youtube with massive infrastructure um expenses it, it ain't going anywhere and people who think that it's oh 
that somehow you correlate the fact that Google have dropped a few development ideas or, or, or apps or whatever or products, you know, software products, you can correlate that to what they're doing with Stadia are wrong. Okay? They're wrong. As I put in one of my comments with somebody on my YouTube video. Wrong. I haven't got time to go through all the points why they're wrong. Life is too short. They're just wrong. Anyway, there you go. Some exciting stuff. Good to hear from Jade. I'll leave links um, when I've finished this video to that to that sort of uh, chat with the key people from the Stadia team. And they're just what they're really talking about. It's they do a Google do a series of YouTube videos about what it's like working in various areas of Google. I guess for people who want to work at Google. Um, and this was specifically about the Stadia team. So it wasn't specifically about Stadia. I'm good. You always butt in when I'm talking, Google. Google Home. Anyway. Sorry, I'm not sure how to help with that. Quiet. They're, they're talking specifically about working at um, Stadia, but they do touch on the plans and ideas they've got, and it's quite a, an interesting article. Anyway. Very exciting. Um, some lots of great things are coming. Uh, let me know in the chat what, you know, what you think uh, uh, a game on stadia what that can only that only stadia could do what do you think that is i think somehow it's beyond what we think um i think it's not the obvious i think there will be that but i think it'll be done really imaginatively so i think it's not as obvious as just a, a 500 player battle royale but as i said that would be cool right This podcast is brought to you by Pepsi Max. I wish. Pepsi, if you want to contact me, then please feel free. Now we're going to go to a section called A Walk Down Reddit Lane, where I'm going to pop to Reddit here, and uh, I'm going to find particularly uh, a comment that slightly riled me, and I'm going to talk about it rather than respond to the person because I haven't got time to do that and in particular here so there was an article what I don't get about reddit well I do get it I guess the the bad news stories in reddit seem to get the most upvotes and in a stadia subreddit I don't I don't get it I'm not saying we all have to be like sycophantic fans but Why do we tolerate people who just are clearly trolling? So sort of, you want to sort of say, get out of here. What are you talking about? If you're not interested. Anyway. In the subreddit. Um, there was somebody here and they said. Where is it? Oh gosh, can't find it now. I'll just tell you the gist. I'll tell you the gist of what they were saying. But basically they were saying, oh, that's the wrong piece. They were saying that, oh, 
Google are not in it for the long run. They'll give up. They don't know. So basically, the Business Insights, there was an article in Business Insider saying um, a couple of developers, indie developers, have said, oh, Stadia approached them, but they weren't offering any incentives. So why would anybody want to develop them? Plus, they haven't got the player base. Why would developers be interested? Um, so Business Insider wrote this whole article about, you know, basically continued this theme of, you know, Stadia's failing uh, because indie developers don't want to work with it. Clearly, that's not the case. We've just seen a massive presentation from about Baldur's Gate 3. We've got indie games, Steam, uh, uh, the Steam Dig games. We've got that Lost World games and two other games from them. We know we've got the big AAA games coming day on date with other consoles. So it has no substance. Now, what may have happened, you know, Google want to make sure they've got the best indie titles on there. So they may go to some developers and say, well, I'd love your game on it. Would you do it for us? But we're not necessarily going to pay loads for it because we, you know, it's good to have the game on, but it's not something we're passionate about. They might go to another developer, say the Steam Dig people or Modus uh, between, you know, Lost Page, whatever, and go, oh, we love what you're doing here. Um, here's some extra money. Do you know what I mean? They're choosing which games they want. They're not just going to pay the same amount of money to every developer. Um so if you happen to be one of the developers who they weren't, you know, it's like I work in television and in the commissioning and, you know, just because we might not like your idea. We might not get commissioned. We don't go off and go, oh, they're rubbish. They never commission anything. Yeah, we don't commission that idea because it's not the idea we want. Commission this idea, we might put a lot of money into that idea because that is the idea we want. And it's the same with them. Um, you know, you're building a library and catalogue. Yeah, you want a variety of games, but you want to make sure the certain games that you, you get on your, um, you know, you want to encourage and develop and work with indies and up and coming so that they become the next big indie for you or, you you know, will develop games specifically for you. And then have a few other games as well. And you're just going to be paying different amounts. So that's why that article was fundamentally flawed. And... It was getting a lot of uh, upmarks in um, in Reddit, and then somebody was on there going, "Yeah, Stadia, they don't understand game development. They don't, you know, nobody's going to want to develop for them. They're only, you know, they because they're scared they're going to, you know, drop Stadia. You know, because Google have a history and this old record. Play another record, will you? Google have a history of uh, dropping ideas and products and blah blah blah. And said, why would developers want to? And it's just like, it's so fundamentally wrong. Yeah, it's so ill-informed. And I, I, I look at the, I read these, um, the sort of things in Reddit. And as I say, and I start typing away, typing away and just explaining why they're wrong. And then I just, I've done paragraphs of it. And then I just think, no, because obviously these people, nothing I say will assuage that person, persuade that person from their point of view. So it's a waste of time. And I'd rather say it here and, and provide interesting content and comments. But let me know what you think. I don't want to come across too much as a sort of Super Stadia fanboy. I just don't like incorrect or fat or, or weakly, you know, weak argued uh, journalism for the sake of uh, getting, you know, clickbaits if you ask enough people do you like that thing yeah yeah i love it okay do you like that thing yeah yeah i love it do you like that thing yeah yeah i love it do you like that thing no 
Right. Yeah, everybody hates it. He said, you see, eventually you ask enough people, eventually somebody's going to go, no, I don't like it. And then you could structure a whole story around that because it's fulfilling the narrative that you want to say. Because you know a negative story will get you clicks. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in information, facts. That's what I'm interested in. Um, and so it annoys me slightly that these these sort of stories or posts in Reddit rise to the top. Do me a favor. If anybody is moaning on in Reddit, I'm moaning on about people in Reddit or Angular. I know I get that. But if anybody is, just hit the down button. I haven't got time. We haven't got time. Yeah, encourage people. I haven't got to mind people speculating or going, oh, it's a shame they don't have this, but, you know, that's fine. Um, but people who just will never be satisfied, click the down vote. That's the only way we can um, encourage. It is Stadium and it's all about the clicks. While I'm on this rant, I... Uh, I, so as uh, GeForce Now, which I think is good, I you know they've they've sort of got the streaming down quite well, and I like the way that they, you know, reduce the quality of the uh, the visuals in order to maintain the quality the the sort of the gaming aspect of it, which is a cool idea. It monitors that well, manages that really well. <laughs> but obviously, GeForce, as is well known, has had major issues with publishers pulling all the get not you know games, Activision, uh, Bethesda. Um, uh, there was some another one recently, and and uh, one uh, developer called, has a game called Dark Souls, I think it is. Anyway, Dark Hour, Dark Souls. Anyway, so there's about three or four uh, publishers, stroke developers, who've poured, uh, pulled loads and loads of games off. Now, imagine if that was Stadia. Imagine the outpouring of oh, Stadia's rubbish. I told you. Imagine that. I've not seen it. I've seen people reporting on it, but I've not seen that kind of aggressive anti-G-Force attitude. It's like, oh, that's a shame. And uh, so I was watching a YouTube video today, and I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have clicked on it. It's my own fault uh, from Inside Gaming, talking specifically about G-Force and cloud gaming and how GeForce and how these publishers have pulled uh, all their games from GeForce and GeForce are sort of struggling a bit. But you know what they, they did in the first five minutes? They slagged off Stadia. And I just thought, but Stadia's got this flow of games that are coming. It's working. This idea that there's nobody's on Stadia or there's a lack of games, that's sort of been done. This subject matter you're talking about is entirely about GeForce Now and the publishers. And yet, already in the first five minutes, you're talking about having another dig at Stadia. And it's just like, well, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. They're just like, in them, that's it. They Nothing you can do will persuade them otherwise. And ultimately, they don't care. These people don't care. The fact that, as I said earlier, I had noticed a drop in the kind of negative Stadia um kind of youtube videos and that's because you know everything they've sort of said wrong with stadia is now less wrong you know there's no games in stadia there's plenty of games 
We're not in 4K 60 frames. We're going to go back to get Doom Eternal in 4K 60. There's not a variety of games. You know, the indies aren't working. Games, games, games. They're coming, you know. And so they've moved, you know, you'd, you'd expect these sort of negative YouTube video um, makers to sort of move on to to something else, to effectively, you know, down something else and leave Stadia away because ultimately they're looking a bit stupid. And in two, three years later, you know, time, if not that they're going to care about it, they're going to look even more stupid. But it doesn't really matter because they're not going to care because they would have moved on to something else by then. Um, but you're right, lack of critical thinking. There's also a lack of just, it's just, I just, I hate that lazy journalism. It's not just in the gaming industry. I see it and newspapers and talk. I said, like, see a, a few people take a couple of quotes from Twitter and then build a story around it that fits the narrative that they're talking about. And you think, in what way is that story fully backed up with facts and information? Quoting two people on Twitter and then building a narrative, that, you know, building a story that suits your narrative around those, say, say two negative comments on, everybody hates that person. Everybody hates that show. Everybody. It's like it's like my teenage kid. It's like everybody says so. Who, I always say to her, who, "Who's everybody?" And the only other person who says everybody is Donald Trump. Is another way. It's like everybody says. It's like who, who's everybody? Just you. You said, and it's that kind of journalism that. Um, it's right up my nose, as we say. Anyway, that's I didn't really mean to go on a full ranty rave, but there you go. I'm here to try to present another idea, another, uh, perhaps a more reasoned, even though I was a bit emotional, another a reasoned perspective on Stadia from someone who reads about Stadia, plays Stadia, has spent hours playing stadia and i wouldn't do that just because i'm a glutton for punishment and it's no good but I, I refuse to back down because i've spent my money on it now i do it because it's genuinely a lot of fun and i have an xbox x as i've said before and my son plays more of that um and i just like the casual gaming uh and some of the games that are on stadia and it's just going to get better and this month march the month the month of march it's demonstrated that we are going to see a constant flow of games. And so the barren period, which I'd expected to have, but nobody else seemed to, but I knew we'd have in January and February, is gone. Spring is here, and with spring comes new beginnings, new blossoms, new flowers, and many new games. And that's how I look at it. So bring it on. And I expect to see lots of stuff uh, it wasn't Dark Souls um, MA. It was another game. I think it's a. It's not an existing game on Stadia I was talking about. It, there is one. It's a, it's So with GeForce Now, it's publishers that have pulled off uh, loads and loads of games, but there's one particular game developer who took their game off rather than a publisher. Um, and I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, if it had been. If that had been Stadia. Oh my God, the shizzle show that would be go on uh, on YouTube about that. But it, everybody sort of seems slightly, and I guess it's, you know, underdogs and 
big dog and people support the underdog. G-Force is seen as an underdog and Stadia is seen as a sort of big, you know, you're buying your way to success kind of thing. And again, that's a bit of a naive approach uh, journalistically to take. But there you go. Internet's allowed people to talk crap without recourse. Exactly, exactly. Fake news, folks, fake news. Um, it's all there. Anyway, I hope I hope you've enjoyed my show. Um, that's that's it really today. You know, I hope you've enjoyed playing Stadia this week. Let me know um, in the in the chat the games that you've been playing particularly this week. It's always good to see. Uh, I will be back again next week. We'll have a Q and A. If you've got any questions, we can spend a few more minutes here uh, talking. I'm going to check my notes, my show notes. Um, I will publish uh, all the various links to the various things uh, I talked about and the links that I've used. Um, Grid, yeah. I've I've tried Grid. Um, And so I bought it when it was in the sale for for 20 quid. And um, it's got a bit of a steep learning curve, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, but now it's a pro game. I might dip in again. I've not played for a while. Uh, so many other games on Stadia. Fancy that? Who who knew? There's so much more to do. Think about these games. Some games take 20 odd hours to play. If you're playing Metro Exodus, it took me ages to do. So it's not as though it's like, oh, I've done that game. It took me an hour. Where's the next game? It's, there's plenty to be doing. And with March, with all these game releases in March, there's plenty to be doing. Um, during March. It's not as though you need a massive library. Anyway, I might go back to Grid and try one of these um, jump in on a 40 race spectacular because they do look a, a lot of fun, but not without a bit of practice. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, uh, MelSue32, Trevivis, Treviasis. Is that right? Hail Treviasis. Sounds like a Roman name. Uh, thank you. Uh, good night. Thank you for coming by. Thank you, everybody watching today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it interesting. Let me know what things you'd like me to talk about next time. We're going to be here, as I say, next time, Monday, 11 p.m. Uh, GMT, 6 p.m. EST. Don't forget to hit that like button. It's good to see lots of you have, and that's really marvellous. If you're new to the channel, uh, then do uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification button so you know I'm published. And if for some sadistic reason or masochistic reason you want to hear this all again, it will be in podcast form on your favourite podcast platform, uh, including Spotify and Google Podcast, of course. Um, so look out for that. I'm trying to build up a, a collection and start this sort of podcasting thing. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. As I said... Thank you for popping by and have a good night. Have a good week and I'll see you same place, same time next week. And on that note, cheerio.